Hello, and welcome to Still Digging, presented by the Archeo RPG Collective, the bi-weekly YouTube live stream where a group of archaeologists get together to discuss archaeology, role-playing games, and pop culture. The audio was taken from the live stream. We apologize for any audio hiccups. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to episode four of the Still Digging Podcast. This is Bill, Archeo Thoughts, and this is a very special episode of the podcast. If you watched episode four of Still Digging Livestream, you saw that we had a number of technical difficulties. Because of these difficulties, we were unable to provide all of the audio of that stream to you. So we're going to cover some of the uh, topics that were discussed during the stream and update you regarding Rituals and Rolls, our live play tabletop role-playing campaign. So in this episode, Tom and I talk about the following topics. An Atlantic article, Atlantic Magazine article, promoting the idea of progress studies. Uh, the article is We Need a Pro- Science of Progress by Patrick Colson and Tyler Cohen from Atlantic Magazine, July 30th, 2019. The link will be in the uh, show notes. Tom discussed how this article is one of a series of recent articles that has people in Silicon Valley solving problems that have already been solved, such as Elon Musk inventing the tunnel, Lyft inventing the bus, and then this article, which seems to want to invent history. Uh, the argument is that there has been not been a comprehensive study of progress. And by progress, they mean the combination of economic, technical, scientific, cultural, and organizational advancements that has transformed our lives and raised standards of living over the past couple of centuries. Uh, Tom brings up that this is what anthropology, history, and sociology have already studied. I then go on to talk about how and why interdisciplinary studies exist, women's studies, black studies, queer studies, etc., They exist because they are underrepresented in the canon and are associated with groups who are marginalized within the larger culture. The article treats progress as an ideology. Uh, We then move on with a discussion of the Virginia Archaeological Charitable Trust, a discussion of the Day of Archaeology hosted by Archaeology in the Community based out of Washington, D.C., and we end with a brief discussion of the beginning of the book, Akhenaten to the Founding Fathers by Scott Walcher. There are periods of time where audio drops out. So, for instance, Tom will be talking to me, but you're only going to be able to hear Tom's voice because my voice didn't carry over. So those are some of the technical difficulties. But let's talk about the upcoming tabletop role-playing campaign. So our tabletop role-playing campaign, Rituals and Rolls, where we're going to play Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, the module Tomb of Annihilation, is going live September 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on our Twitch channel, www.twitch.tv slash archaeorpg. We invite you to, to come and watch us on that night. That show will also be available on YouTube soon afterwards. And we are going to be making a podcast based upon our tabletop role-playing campaign. The decision has not been made yet whether or not it's going to be part of this feed that you're listening to now or a separate feed. We will keep you updated so that you know where to listen to this upcoming live play role-playing experience. And now on to about 47 minutes of the uh, show we were able to save and I hope it's useful. Please uh, leave us comments. We appreciate any comments you have regarding our show. And uh, until then, I uh, will talk to you later, or I'm going to be talking to you in just a moment. So we've been talking about this article that came out this week in the Atlantic concerning the need for a science of progress. We had just defined that the authors of this uh, article, Patrick Collinson and uh, Tyler Cohen, had defined as progress, progress being the combination of economic, technological, scientific, cultural, and organizational advancements that has transformed our lives and raised standard of living over the past couple of centuries. For a number of reasons, there are no broad-based intellectual 
movement focused on understanding the dynamics of the progress or targeting deeper goal of speeding it up. And they suggest that something's called progress studies should should handle the so needless to say those in the historic anthropological and the archaeological community have spent a good chunk of this week dunking on this idea specifically because they're one that's what archaeology is Two, there is industrial archaeology. Three, there is the history of science. Four, there is anthropology that just sort of studies it all. So it it seems to fall into a pattern of silicon entrepreneur who come up with an idea with a fancy name that describes something that already exists. It's like Lyft talking about we have this larger vehicle that multiple people can can transport on around a city which other people would call a bus. Or Elon Musk inventing the tunnel with this underground device that cars could go and to cover distances that may be difficult otherwise. So it's not, it's not unfair. So they've been dunked on a lot on, on this and deservedly. So to be fair to them for a minute, there is a case to be made for what they're saying in principle but in general they are they are wrong and when we'll get to that and hopefully tom because you see tom chewing at the bit over there on the side wanting to get his uh, word in and and hopefully that'll be soon but the argument to be made why progress studies should exist or could exist is it is not unheard of uh, to develop an interdisciplinary study to study a, a particular issue or subject in a manner that gives it a focus which is eluded that stuff in broader broader topics. I'm thinking think of black study, women's studies, Native American study, where queer studies, where the, they have been sorry I got distracted Tom's trying to get back in alright everybody hold on for just a moment while we fix our audio oh hi Ama we're having audio problems we'll be right back but we're not going anywhere and we're back and hopefully Tom is back maybe I think I am there was no echo. Yay! <laughs> so, actually, the final test okay. is, um, are we echoing? You have to wait for the delay to come through. <laughs> has to travel around the world. It has to go to tomorrow. <laughs> travel through time and into space. Yes. There are actually people in here, though, which is good. Which is cool. So where was I? Where was I previously on my? Rant? I don't know. I was oh, busy. I was offering defense for progress study. Oh, the, this how, is the part I actually wanted to hear. How we have other disciplinary studies, such as women's studies, queer studies, black studies, which take an issue which maybe in its its original broader things such as history or economics gets marginalized and by having an interdisciplinary study allows a much broader focus to this particular issue. And okay. you can make an argument if you believed progress was a valid field of study that you could 
take those pieces from economics, from anthropology, from history, from the uh, sciences, and put them all together. Uh, from economic, from business, bring them all in, and discuss progress as a being. But this now, I'll do my flip. My problem with this is that reading this over treats progresses as an ideology. Yeah. That that was actually the right when my mic started getting annoyingly echoey. What I was trying to point out was there are some pretty major red flags that kind of pop up in their argument, like studying where and why progress happens. So they talk about the Greeks, specifically China, Middle East, Renaissance, Florence, and Industrial Revolution in Northern England. And then they use, where's the phrase? Oh, and then and then they use present states instances include places like Silicon Valley and, soft, and, and software and Switzerland's basal region in life sciences. But if you actually look at those historical examples, they didn't, imp- the, the argument they use is that it elevated the standards of living for everyone in a comparative or so so the sentence is in each case the discoveries that came that came to elevate standards of living for everyone arose in comparatively tiny geographic pockets of innovative effort so what they're trying that which is dangerously close to social darwinism and also completely negates the I, the actual image of what happened which if you look at actual what is actually happening in Silicon Valley, the standards of living are not elevating for everyone. They're elevating for those people who are privileged. Silicon Valley has one of the highest homelessness rates and poverty rates in the country because no, well, it's not even poverty. It's just people are making a normal amount of money, but these huge tech companies are coming in and gentrifying those areas. And then nobody else, all the people who were living there before can't live there anymore because they can't afford housing. They can't afford food. They can't afford transportation. So it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very tricky way to start thinking about things. I'm in favor of trying to find a good way to apply the, all the research that say anthropology or women's studies or history or, you know, all, all these kind of interdisciplinary social sciences tend to create, specifically talking about like historical progression, but how do, how do we then mark progress? What is progress? How do we, how do, what is the metric for progress? I mean, the the first premise problem is that progress, the idea of progress, Mm -hmm. that somehow it's, it's very, that social dark Darwinist idea that history is a continual upward climb which is not that's a it's a, it's a particular interpret cherry pick point point of history the other problem i really have and it's probably the core problem with this is that it takes these periods of technological innovation as causal to their particular areas rather than byproducts and effect of an, an area they're it lacks context. The Industrial Revolution occurs because of the settling down of wars after the Napoleonic Wars in Europe, the revolutionaries of the middle of the century in Europe, the consolidation of nation state, the exploitation the growth of colonialism, the grand age of colonialism of Europe in the late 19th century, the exploitation of the global south, the the American Civil War sort of consolidating and temporarily putting aside the original sin of the United States, at least from an economic perspective. But I think I think that still ties into what creates what they're referring to as progress. And they're also they also the other thing that they they throw in there is 
metrics for determining athletic talent. Ooh, which did they get to that far? I thought it was uh, your other article. <laughs> no, this is it's the same article. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find the. I'm, I'm trying to find the quote, so I'm not I'm not misquoting them because I don't want I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, we're um, not. We're here to give it a, a, a series of discussion. I mean, yeah. Twitter. Go to Twitter if you want to see the dunking. There's lots of dunking there. There's a lot of dunking. We want to take um, them seriously, and then tell them why they're wrong. Well, you there have the cherry. Uh, there's see. work in, in there. They also refer to it as sporto metrics, looking at which numerical variables predict athletic success. Which there, I did actually just recently find there. There's some genetic study related to. So the um, psychometric literature investigates which test predicts success. That 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 area. Yeah. Uh, b- 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 starts with. Imagine you want to know how to most effectively select and train the most talented students, which is actually I, I started a conversation with a guy who used some problematic language in reference to his culture, not being a culture, but being a race instead. And then attributing attributes like success or sorry, ambition and talent and uh, certain other things, but he kept using race as and and genetics as an argument for progress, which just it's just that's that's the argument for genetics or sorry eugen- eugenics, which I think we've all decided is a bad idea. <laughs> and I, I understand being being proud of your your heritage and. There's nothing wrong with that based on cultural values. And if anything else, the cultural values make it more impressive than being genetically advantaged or whatever, however you want to argue it. But there, I mean, he, he sent me, he sent me some articles. One of them, apparently there is some, there, there is an article in nature genetics that had, that was suggesting that there might be, a connection between educational attainment. Well, the, what's the word they use? Yeah, is uh, educational attainment attached to certain SNPs, which I had to look up because I don't know what an SNP is. It is. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it is a single nucleotide polymorphism, which I believe is. Similar to a phenotype, but not the same thing. So basically, it's a marker for a specific trait, I think is probably a good way to put it. And there's another one that I found trying to get a better idea of what they were, what they were talking about that was a discussion of specific genes, ACE and ACTN3. They're just gene markers. that They don't really, those letters don't mean a whole lot to me at all. But the they were markers for, I think it was uh, muscular endurance or something like that. But they, but that article, I actually could read the full article, and they actually have an ethical consideration section in there that's talking about we should not be doing the genetic screening to determine talent. It is just, you know, having these gene markers might help you, or knowing that you have these gene markers might help you train differently, is all it was trying to argue not these genes make you a better athlete, which is the, the whole, the whole concept of talent and progress are very problem problematic when you're talking about biological determinism, which is, you know, your body is determining your abilities, not your, your, you know, conditioning or your ability to work hard or something like that. This was also coming off of another article that got actually posted by Benjamin Netanyahu, I think last week or two weeks ago about archaeological evidence or genetic evidence from an archaeological excavation claiming that Palestinians were not from that area. The thing you need to remember is genetics are difficult because genetics don't determine culture. One or, or sorry, there's no correlation between 
That's not the word I'm looking for. Genetics are not equal to culture or ethnicity. And the other thing is ancient populations of people are not going to have the same genetic markers as modern populations of people. They're going to change. That's just how, just how that works. Uh, I was going to say archaeology and, and, and sciences has been, I mean, since the concept of, you know, like a codified method of science has been around, it has been used for political reasons. And we need to, we need to remember as scientists and, and people who study science or just have, you know, have an interest in science, in science. Any, any knowledge production and dissemination is political. Yeah. They, they actually, there was something about him in a response to that tweet saying something about how the population that they were studying in the, in the archaeological record for the site is actually not the same as the current population of palestine and they they they, it was it i think that having that clarification was at least a step in the right direction i have personal disagreements with some of the stuff that's going on in that situation I'll, i'll leave that to a different venue so the one that i put up was the smithsonian one no i think that was the original the original one that he actually or that netanyahu actually posted was a lot more ambiguous about what it was being no that was that was actually one of the co-authors of of across the ice yeah it was it was pretty bad (laughs) it was just one of those like oh come on (laughs) you should know better than this and if you if you put forth a theory that gets hijacked i think it's at least partially your problem to unhijack it not yeah, uh, I have a I have a coworker who says if the racists are on your side, you really need to reconsider your position. <laughs> I have not watched any of the baits because I'm waiting until the field gets narrowed down to you know less than a million. I don't care about the characters. The characters are a distraction. That's how we got in this mess in the first place. We do appreciate your work, Bill. Do that. Do that thing. Hold up, Bill. <laughs> apparently you're not coming through give me a sec nothing oh man that was a, that was a lot of promo stuff that we missed <laughs> okay we're streaming again yeah you're still okay um so i don't know how much of that got cut so the, the whole idea right now is so rituals and rules which are at least yeah, we're back. Okay, we're back. And <laughs> can everybody hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we're you're broadcasting audio again. All right, continue. <clears throat> Look forward. So I don't to, know how much. Sorry. <laughs> Look forward to the video on demand of this episode, <laughs> where hopefully I can fix some of the audio bugs, and you can actually hear us. <laughs> yeah. Just to recap real quick, uh, Rituals and Rolls gameplay is starting on in the beginning of September. I don't know if we have an act, act, do we have an actual date? Not yet. We're, we're waiting for Amal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, beginning of September is gonna is when gameplay is going to start. Still digging is going to be every other Thursday. And in between, we're going to try to do, we're going to try to do Rituals and Rolls. Just kind of kind of hashing out some of our world stuff and character stuff and, and talking in between. And when gameplay starts, still digging is going to be half of what we're doing right now. And then the other, the second half is going to be actually discussing the gameplay and kind of the topics that we're discussing in the gameplay. So you understand why we're doing what we're doing and what, what significance that has within archeology span and, and, and things like that. Still digging will be live on YouTube every other Thursday. Ritual Rolls is live on Twitch, twitch.com slash archaeorpg every other Thursday beginning next Thursday. And this won't just be talking, we'll be also be playing D&D video, video games while they talk about their characters and stuff. 
But everything else, yeah, we're cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So with all those technical difficulties and such, do we have another thing to talk about? This is a special. Kind of a... We're down two people, and <laughs> what happened on Twitter this week? Yeah. Um, Episode. I have a kind of cool career thing, kind of. Okay. I mean, so, we're talking about Scott Walter is always a good thing. Yeah. I mean, we dunk on him a lot, <laughs> but he does make some silly mistakes. But anyway, so the. I, I don't. One, one second. I want to make sure this is actually what. I want to see what is actually up. So there is a teaser website up already, I believe, or kind of just a work in progress website up right now. We're not ready to go live yet, and we're gonna we're working on it to be going live. I think in October. Okay, Tom, you froze up, so okay. I hope that's um, a Skype issue. In the I'll, meantime, I will song and I think dance. We're back. Your your screen just froze up because we oh, can't man. have anything go right <laughs> tonight. Tonight is a night of of fae. My back. Uh, no, you're not moving. Hold on, I'm gonna turn the, I'm gonna turn my video off. Okay. All right, All I right. can see I turn you my on video my off. Skype uh, screen. Now let me go over to the stream, and it looks like you're still frozen. I think you're just a big old frozen head. Super. Hold on, hold on. There's one more thing I can do. Since you are streaming to me, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna turn the video off for now. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you, but I'm wondering if it's going through. So hold on. Go back to put your video back on. So I'm gonna put you back into the scene real real quick. There's your big old head. Now tinier. All right. Is this, now in I don't between. Know. Okay. Now you're now you're back. You're back. I'm back. You're back. I'm just in the middle, but that's okay. All right, you'll so, get there eventually. <laughs> so what I am, where was I talking about? Okay, so when it when it goes up, the Virginia Archaeological Trust, sorry, Virginia Archaeology Charitable Trust, is going to be kind of a crowd crowdfunding site for archaeology in Virginia. I think it's going to be really cool. We're still trying to get our ducks in a row before it goes live in a couple months. Hopefully in October, I think is our goal right now. And I think it'll be really cool when it goes up because it will let people help us get cool projects done that don't have to be, you know, client oriented or or regulation oriented or just research because research is cool. No, that sounds very cool. I mean, there's one of the things, things that sort of been out the, with like Kickstarter and Indiegogo and stuff, is like where is that for archaeology? Where can we ra- public and raise funds to do public project in archaeology? Yes. And uh, this I think there's actually like, a UK version of this. Yeah, the UK did. I in the back catalog of the Archaeology Podcast Network, there was definitely a show about. But I just I forget I forget which episode yeah. and which show. Yeah, it's the hold on. It's not the. It's not like is it through Dig Ventures or something like that? It might be through the Dig Ventures. Yes. Well, their website says now's your chance. Crowdfunded volunteer for a dig. Okay. <laughs> um, so I yeah, guess Dig Ventures so that is, is a there. crowdfunding thing. <laughs> but this is this is once it's up which is not yet, will be open to, uh, you, you will have to have your, the, the archaeologist leading the site will have to have, double check me on this once, once everything is actually up, but uh, it will have to be Secretary of the Interior Standards, archaeologist, and either be a COVA or RPA member, and the project has to be in Virginia for this, for this specific site. So will the, with these projects, I mean, this is way too early, and here we yeah. are putting you on the interview thinking. But will these project 
be initially subject the Shippo review? Like, will the Shippo have to give uh, the green light before you move forward? That if you can't answer that now, we'll wait for October and schedule. Let's we'll see if your schedule is free in October. Maybe we can get you back on as a guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, 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 once it's actually, uh, I think I'm just kind of, this is a little bit of a teaser, but once it's actually up, which we're, we're, we're trying to be a little aggressive on the, on the, on the launch. Cause we're already, we're already a little delayed, but we want to, we really want to get this up because we think it's a really cool project. I will be plugging it as often as I possibly can <laughs> uh, on here. In addition to AITC stuff when that's going on. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of which, have we been, been on since the day of archaeology? Or have you talked about day of archaeology? I think I talked about it a little bit. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it. Yeah, no, it was crazy town hot. Um <laughs> So I got, I got there, I think a little after seven thirty, and I was, I think I sweat through my clothes by eight thirty or nine o'clock in the morning. It was, it was, I think it was like ninety something degrees with a hundred percent humidity in the morning, and uh, we had a, we actually had a weather quality warning for DC, and. Uh, it was, it was just, it was just dumb hot all day. <laughs> um, but, uh, we actually had, we, I, I was, I was spamming Twitter as much as I could to kind of, kind of get the word out. And we, we did actually have, we had a couple hundred people show up. So not a total loss. Uh, with not, not numbers, not the numbers we wanted, but, but still pretty good for, for the, <laughs> the weather that we were having. <laughs> But there were there were coolers full of dry ice and and cold towels and misters and we had water stations all over the place and a couple of the uh, the, the uh, vit- virtu- uh, sorry the veterans curation project people brought popsicles uh, so we survived we survived it and nobody nobody passed out so I'm counting it as a win and I got one of my friends into the Montpelier uh, teacher expedition project. Sweet. Yeah. Like, it, like literally the last minute. She, she, I, I didn't seen her for a while and I didn't realize she had moved to the area. And she was like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I'm trying to, I'm a history teacher now and I'm trying to work archaeology in my curriculum. And I was like, have you talked to Alex before? Cause she's pretty cool and she does exactly that. Right. <laughs> um, so that's, that's but, awesome. Yeah. So I went, I introduced them and she was like, I've got a spot, but we're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> And and they they worked it out. I, she she made it in there. I have to go I have to go grab a beer with her and and see how she liked it. Nice, nice. So before we talk about Scott Walter, who sh- we sh- we should always end every episode with dunking on Scott. Maybe even have a, now that we're moving on the sort of more elaborate <coughs> setup that we have like right now. I can maybe mm-hmm. get a graphic that come um uh, dunking on Scott. Um, do you want to talk about your recent, your other recent Twitter battle? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll put well, that aside. I mean, well, it, we can it, let, we can we, let we, that we one brew more. It. We can bring it up next time. Well, we, we talked, we talked about it. That was, that was the whole kind of, there was some issues with themes of eugenics not being recognized as themes of eugenics. Um, was that was that was the whole issue i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to put him on blast because I, I think what he was trying to say he, he just he just didn't have the right words for or i was we were not communicating well um okay. but there were there were definitely some concerning trends in the conversation who we who we will put on blast is one mr scott walter yeah he's a public figure out here and <laughs> I've, out of a masochist streak, because I have no reason to be doing this, have been At least Sarah does. Yeah, at least it's it's what her degree is based on. (laughs) I'm... Now, to be fair, it kind of is her fault, because I've been sitting in, Mm -hmm. um, as we've been doing a few watches of of the current season of America Unearthed, and we've been sort of dunking on him, so I've been kind of more curious about him 
and wh- what he thing and what makes him tick. So <laughs> I've been reading Akin Hennaten. Should have practiced beforehand. To Akin the Naten. Founding Fathers. Hold on. It's... Let me find the title again. Uh, Akhenaten? Akhenaten. Yes. Akhenaten. To the Founding Fathers. So King Tut's Day. Yes. Yeah. The Mysteries of the Hooked X, which is the follow-up <sighs> book to the Hooked X. So, so far, I'm still in the first third of the book. So it's more of a recap of it's a weird book because it's sort of like hey let me catch you up on all the characters and things that happened in the last book before we start (laughs) this adventure and I'm almost a third of the way through like Akhenaten has been mentioned once so far (laughs) does he at least talk about like I'm in like chapter 3 is he talking about Egypt at least no we're discussing the Kensington <laughs> runestones. Um, how do I get up my my highlights? I want to jump right to my. So yeah, no, we're we're jumping right into the old Templars, Kensington runestones. Well, these are the popular highlights. I want my highlights. Well, the uh, I mean, now it's, it's always good when you hermetic mysteries and all that, right? Like, there's an entire chapter sort of following up on the characters behind the Kensington Runestone. Going back to the small town in Minnesota and who the different families are. In Minnesota? Oh, for the... For the Kensington Runestone. Yeah. And the different families and sort of the chain of custody of the stones after their discovery... And explaining these characters and who may have known more than others. Something like Muriel's great uncle uncle probably took this picture between 1910 and 1950. So if you wanted to study the Kensington runestone as a mythological study and study the characters involved in the story and the evolution of story, it's a partially good resource. Except Eve takes out even the contemporary criticisms of this that w- that were still evident during the first generation. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. That's I mean it's it's common for pseudo archaeology just cherry pick stuff like this. I was I was talking to right. our uh, like the the like state archaeology database manager and she was telling me about some issues she was having with these like they're they're sites that were recorded as stone piles from like the 70s and 80s i think um and there were there was this person who had had this theory that they were supposed to be uh lined up with constellations or something like that and they were just like picking the ones that they that made the shapes they wanted and ignoring half of the sites that were recorded this way so and yeah it's yeah it's it's a problem you can't you can't pick your evidence you get the whole data set you don't get parts of the data set right i mean like here's in 1910 a museum in minnesota sent a renowned geologist, Newton W. Winchell, to examine the Kensington runestones. Mm-hmm. In December of 1910, Winchell concluded, quote, the said stone is a, not a modern forgery and must be accepted as a genuine re- record of an exploration in Minnesota as the date states, states in the inscription. Case closed. We're done. Why are we even talking about us? Because linguistics in context. Yeah. This is a geologist looking at a stone. Mm-hmm. It's a stone. Yep. That sure is a rock with some scratches on it. I mean, mm, uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. 
I have made my position clear on this <laughs> a couple of times. Um, we get into the Mason, which would heavy into the Masonic. I still can't figure out what the connection is. <laughs> between the Templars, the Masonics, I don't. and these Northern Europeans who are using runic, runic language. Okay, here, maybe you can answer this question for me, because every time I see it, it's always something, something, Templars, something, something, Masons, Vikings. <laughs> there's no, yeah. there's no, there's yeah, no actually, connection. You want me to it's read just, just my next quote? Why did these men want to erect such an obvious and massive Masonic symbol for what, at, at that time, everybody was calling a Viking artifact so what this did well <laughs> the kensington runestone because it's runes on it was mm -hmm. considered to be an arctic a viking artifact okay um kent uh, scott is trying to make the argument that this is a templar artifact, and the people who wanted to build a monument over the site where it was discovered wanted to put sort of an obelisk type of masonic type of Okay. Does, does he present any evidence for why the Viking artifact is now a Templar artifact? Uh, because it's a land deed, and the dating that he's put on it, on it is 15th century, mm -hmm. sort, of sort of about 80 years before Columbus. Okay. Uh, but doesn't the, doesn't, isn't the date on the runestone like 13-something? You're going to make me find the page where it's on there. <laughs> but this ties in closer to when a story he has of Templars being chased out of somewhere in Central Europe. And the natural spot for them is that they aren't disbanded. They travel to the New World, to the Americas. Mm -hmm. I gotta remember, that's my... That is my thing for the summer, is to take out the term New World of my vocabulary. Yeah, yeah so the year on it is 1362. Then there's the something Templar. to do with the golden ratio. I mean, sure. <laughs> and, then and then there's some were... letters on here. Here, which could be an AVM or an AUM, which could talk about the Magi. And so the, I think so. The Templars are supposed to have been disbanded in 1312. The date on this is 1362. Now you're then, seeing. Now we're that's why we're cooking with guests. Do we have any idea when the Freemasons were founded? Whenever it's convenient. Fair enough. <laughs> then there's the Something. whole hook decks. Right. Which, where's my favorite quote? I'm going to find my favorite quote. Uh, oldest known work for Masons is thirteen nine between 1390 and 1425. So there's about a 50 year gap be in between each of these. Well, you got to get the boats together, get the charts in place, the logistics 50. on. But but like, there's no there's no like. It's just it's just so bad. We got this. <laughs> we're back to Newport. You know, it's all as great as it. I still yeah that one that one's hits, really annoying so far because in this there book. was that one was really annoying because there's real archaeology that was done on it and I. I haven't gotten around to actually like contacting the city of Newport to try to get the the article, but I did. I did go as far as finding uh, one of the PIs on it and and contacting them, like, "Hey, do you have a copy of this?" And she pointed me to the city of Newport. Let so. me leave you with this last quote: "You can have an aneurysm, and we can go ahead and close down the show for today." Cool. <laughs> <laughs> quote. As a licensed geologist in the state of Minnesota, I must conduct myself with certain professional and ethical standards. If I violate those or perform substandard work, complaints can be filed and I will lose my license to practice my, my profession. What accountability do academia have? 
I sometimes worry the answer the answer to no one. Boom. He actually used that argument on me. <laughs> he told he was trying to claim that I had no accountability in the work that I do. So for those not familiar with this uh, um, cultural resource management process, generally speaking, you have to have a scope of work approved by whatever municipality and your client. And then depending on what regulation you're working under, federal regulations, there is a state agency that has to review it. Uh, if I'm writing the project, my, my department manager reviews it and then a, whatever agency it reviews it. And sometimes also the county reviews it. Uh, I am also a member of the RPA. So if I have any ethical violations, you can find me on there and, and file a grievance. There's, I mean, there's no licenses in archaeology and there's, there are, there are hacks out there, but most of us try to do a good job and at least like well, to pretend that we're scientists. The other problem with his argument there is everything he purports does not put his professional geologist reputation in stake because he's not doing that work. He's stepping into someone else's field. Mm-hmm. Um, Does anybody know what his day job is? He's a for forensic geologist. That's a that's his day job. Yeah, he's got a whole company and everything. There's a website and stuff. Huh. I just hmm. yeah, but <laughs> it's yeah. So I mean. We're dunking on him. He's an easy target. But this is the kind of woo that sort of gets out there in the public discourse. And on a one level, it kind of makes sense, especially if I frame the argument this way. I'm talking to you about all this stuff. And I'm accountable. You know, like. I have, I'm a licensed, I'm a, I'm a blue collar guy. I'm a licensed blue collar, just like your plumber or anywhere else. You know, if I do my mm-hmm. work wrong, I lose my license, which means I lose my livelihood. You know, those academics, and I'm assuming I'm talking to an audience that has no interaction with them, mm-hmm. has ever met one. Who are they exactly accountable to? Who do you trust? Me here giving you truths? Or somebody out in the big city who's never showered at night? You know, those of us... Did you just say showered at night? Showered at night. (laughs) You know, sort of a a blue-collar... Type of affectation you're trying to put on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. real workers are those who shower at night. I mean, I don't disagree with that sentiment, <laughs> but we resemble I mean, that remark, Mark. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh All right. man! We got a lot of work to do. So, I think we talking about like as archaeologists, as yes. YouTube content creators, both, all of the above, <laughs> all of the above. I think I think um, we figured out some of the the bugs this time around. So hopefully hope the next the next go will be smoother. I hope it's somewhat workable. <laughs> like right now, I still have an echo in my ear of myself. Right. But I think that's just the monitor. Yeah. So it, it's mean, not coming if, out on the stream. So so that's sort of why I'm talking with a certain affectation tonight. Because I keep getting interrupted by myself. Right. But anyway, enough about our gripes. I hope you enjoyed us this evening. If please send a comment below or message any of us. Mm-hmm. Or, or at ArcheoRPG, if you want to tell us the two hosting is cool, you guys suck, 
get the ladies back on. We need get an off adult. The internet. I'm gonna come Never back. Never go away. <laughs> Boo! You stink. Yeah. yeah. Scott or, Walters, or, my or, best friend, you know. and I don't appreciate talking about it that way. Yeah. Um, whatever the comment is, please, yeah. please give us a comment. We, we are definitely open to topics of discussion, and and you know, you should talk more about this. You should talk less about that. Things like that. We are we are open to criticism. We are still kind of in our infant stage for this. So we're trying to, we're trying to make it good. So let us know what, what works and what's not. We are ready to believe you. We still need, I still need a good sign all for still diggy. Oh yeah. If you listen to our podcast, uh, please subscribe. We're on Apple and all the other podcast catchers look for Mm -hmm. still digging. And on that episode two, of the podcast will be coming out next Thursday. So keep an ear out for that. Subscribe today mm-hmm. where I try to clean up the audio and other things to make it a little more sound a little better. But the tagline I've been using on that, I will try this and keep digging. Till next time. Bye. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Still Digging from the Archeo RPG Collective. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can contact us at our website, www.archeorpg.com, and through our email address at archeorpg at gmail.com. We are also available on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Search for Archeo RPG. Please consider becoming a patron of our podcast at www.patreon.com slash At the $1 level, you get access to our Discord server. Still Digging is a product of the Archeo RPG Collective. Once again, thank you for listening, and until next time, keep digging.